You can have all the money in your hands All the possessions anyone can ever have But it's all worth it's treasure True worth is only measured Not by what you got, but what you got in your heart You can have, you can have everything What is it, what is it Quiet Storm every Friday and Saturday. 
Talk Radio with the best host in the business. Sports Talk Radio, every weekend night with Princess Cooper. Never had it so good radio now on 101.1. And it's 24-7, the world's best radio station. In this day and time, stereotypes are the false descriptions for all of humanity. James T. Deshaies is the author of two great poetry books that attempt to describe life from a male perspective. It has been a common belief that men are unable to put into words their deepest feelings and spend most of their time focused on the surface of what life means. Thoughts, love, and reflections, and passion, desire, and contemplation take you on a journey that has very few travelers. Mr. Deshaies has opened his heart and spirit up in ways that few have ever experienced. The depth of his poetry will have you reading his books and poems over and over again. You will find yourself using his passages to describe your own feelings to your family and friends. It is now time to put aside your thoughts and feelings related to the depth of men's thoughts and delve deeply into the words of James T. Deshaies. Once again, he will put an end to your thoughts that men can't translate their heartfelt spirit into words. Both of these books will allow you to find comfort in the reality of the heart of men. You will spend hours trying to embrace the way men want to love and display their passion to the women they love. Don't be fooled by those books that create love through words of lust, vulgarity, and unhealthy displays of sexual activities. You will discover the types of words that will allow you to rejoice in the future of what love truly means to men. Your book clubs and families will be able to discuss these words without fear. No one will have to leave the room. Both of these books can be purchased at jamestdeshay2.com and lulu.com. Feel free to reach out to the author at tlreflectionsjtd at gmail.com. This is James T. Deshay, the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflection, brought to you by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. As always, you know I'm happy to be here with you and talk about the kinds of things that impact our lives today and in the future. And today is no different. I want to be able to share the kind of information with you that can truly make a difference in your life and allow you the opportunity to make any adjustments that will give you a positive opportunity in the future. And that's the reason why we have to be real honest about our feelings and our thoughts our past, and our future on this show. We have to be willing to sacrifice the part of us that people don't know in order to allow the honesty to create real opportunity. And today uh, I want to continue a conversation that I had yesterday about trying to deal with being retired and doing what it is you need to be happy 
be safe. And I did something that a lot of individuals have not done or did not do as early as I did. And I did not do it because somehow I was was more intelligent or made some great decisions. But life just put me in a place where I could retire earlier than some. So once I reached 30 years and I evaluated my happiness or my level of happiness, I decided that I wanted to to plot a new path or give myself some new opportunities uh, because I had done what I was doing for so long that I was no longer getting enjoyment out of it. So, so I tried to make myself do two more years for the benefit of my daughter. And I was thinking to myself, well, you do two more years, you'll be able to save up enough money uh, to give her a leg up. And for me, giving my daughter a leg up was really important because she didn't ask to be here. And I had been given a leg up by my parents, so I only thought it was fair that I'd be able or be in a position to give her a leg up as well. So as I entered uh, 2015, I think, I did it thinking that I was going to do the entire year, and it didn't happen. As I entered those months of August, September, October, November, I realized that I did not have the mental ability uh, to stay focused enough and tolerate the people that were around me enough to make it started happening. Like I started using up my sick leave and it just seemed that I'd use every excuse, whatever to not come to work. And then I realized, I said to myself, you know, God has been taking care of you and seeing you through for over 30 years on this journey, and you've reached 30 years with this organization, and you have a opportunity to take your money and put it in a safe place. And I said to myself, I said, you know, you got more money than you've ever had in your life. Put it in a safe place and ask your God, your creator, to create another opportunity for you 
to make money so that you don't have to spend the money that you earn. Now I'm going into three years and I'm I'm still earning some money outside of the money that I have. But it's still not as much as I would like. Searching for that new opportunity for me to tap into that would allow me to save the money that I've obtained over those 30-year periods. So I'm still searching for my new opportunity. Now, I enjoy radio and talking to you guys more than anything in the world. I look forward to it every day. And I've been told that I've done it for 600 shows. And I hope you've enjoyed those shows uh, because I've enjoyed talking to you. Now, as I seek to plot my path of life, and I call it my second existence, I'm starting over. I have to decide what direction I want to go in and hope it is as profitable as my first direction. 30 years was a requirement. It's something I had to do because I had to find a job that I could enjoy and that would feed me over the course of my adulthood. Now I have to find something that I can enjoy that would feed me over the course of my senior life. Something that will give me options and give me the opportunity to travel a little bit. Give me the option of making uh, decisions that don't require me to take other people into consideration. There's something unique and special about being retired and having a little money on the side because you don't have to cater to people. When I was working, I had to cater to people. I had to keep my mouth closed that I might create a problem that might disrupt my life. Now I'm able to be as honest with everybody as I can be because I put myself in a position that I don't have to cater to anybody. I want to be nice to people because that's my nature. I want to be fair to those who interact with me because that's my nature. Kindness for granted. I'm able to disagree with them without feeling as though that I might lose something. And it's a nice place to be in. And I hope that each and every one of you have the opportunity to be in that place. And my parents and my grandparents have done the kind of things that were necessary me or allow me to solidify my place in history right now. Now, it's up to me whether or not I make a name that others know about or hear about or able to relate to 
it's up to how committed am I to make this second phase of my life worthy of the sacrifices that my parents and my grandparents have made. So I want to ask you guys, you know, as you all go through your life and you make the necessary decisions about where it is you you want to go, what it is you want to do, and what kind of statements you want your life to make. We have to be able to challenge ourselves beyond the norm or what it is we feel like we are comfortable with. So I'm always trying to make myself get beyond what is comfortable and go to that place where my life has meaning not only to me but to others and to make the sacrifice that is needed to carry me to the fourth quarter and to overtime if necessary. Cannot live just for today. We have to live for the history of our legacy. And we can't prey on other people. We have to be able to do this for ourselves and for our namesake. We have to make the path easier for those who come behind us so they don't have to play the same games we have to in terms of making sure we don't upset anybody. I want to give my daughter the freedom to be who she is at any time and place so that she doesn't have to bow down or cater to those who might want to control her spirit or her vision. When you have money, you are able to control your mouth. You are able to control your decision-making. So you have to be careful about the things you spend your money on or how you throw money away. So today we wanted to talk about, you know, there's there's these Joneses. Everybody says, you know, the saying about keeping up with the Joneses and why do we find that, and I really believe the Joneses are, the CEOs and the corporations who lead you to believe you need things uh, that you cannot afford. They make you obligated to have things that you don't need. And so today we want to talk about how do we keep ourselves from falling into the trap that American marketing continues to to create for us so that we are always on this buying frenzy. We're either saving to buy it or loaning it, borrowing it to buy it, or allowing them to put us in 
situations where we're always at the risk of losing everything that we have. We very seldom do black America budget the way they should. So we want to talk about why do we allow the Joneses to dictate our desires and our wants. Point that it puts us in a bad position financially. Uh, Nate, I just want to thank you for being here today. Missed you yesterday, and we had an outstanding conversation where Reverend Smith and uh, and Joyce and Cheryl uh, kind of helped me to make some decisions about what it is I was going to spend my money on this year. My birthday was uh, yesterday, and and it put me in a position where it is my physical year where I take out a little extra money uh, and decide what to do with it. Normally, I receive about two thousand dollars from my 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 major annuity, two thousand dollars a month. But this time, I took out a little extra because it was my my year to do uh, a little more. And I was told to. Um, that I should try to keep most of that instead of splurging with it once a year so that it has it has some longevity. And a lot of times we spend the money that can be our longevity uh little by little and because we just want what everybody else has. So we have to ask ourselves how much does having what everybody else has create a real future for us uh, when we find ourselves living paycheck to paycheck. What is what is your thought related to trying to obtain that which everyone else has instead of living within the means that you have, creating an opportunity to save more of what you work for? Good evening, everybody. First, all of you just first to say uh, happy birthday. I didn't know it was your birthday, so I apologize for that. Um, get back to your question at hand. It's funny that you mentioned that because I've been having that series of conversations with my son about that very same thing about being financially wise and making financial sound decisions. And for the last five years, I came up with this rule. If I can't justify it, I'm not going to do it. And um, I think a lot of times why we try to keep up with Jonas so much is that we want acceptance from everybody and everybody to spend a lot of times not just keeping up with the Joneses but praising the Joneses, you know. And so we all we all want that acceptance and everything. Um, like I said, it took me about five years ago to get there. If I can't justify it, I'm not going to do it. I don't care if the Joneses have it, have it the Lewises or the Browns or whatever because I have gotten myself – in the past, into financial trouble by trying to do that very thing. I was engaged to a young lady one time who wanted to keep up with the Joneses and everything. And every time somebody got a house or a car, she wanted to try to do it. 
because she wanted her name to be a statue. She wanted her name to be big. She wanted to be seen as everybody else. And I was mm-hmm. trying to do it too, but I, 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 I had enough sense to realize I couldn't do it. And, and it taught me a lesson not to go that route because I'm throwing away my substance for a rainy day. And um, so I think we just need to ask ourselves if this is going to cost me anything. What what, what this is going to cost me uh, in the future? Am I going to need this? We need to just ask ourselves those basic questions, you know, and have a financial plan and have a budget. Cannot afford to do this. You know, what are going to be the consequences? Um, put this up in scenarios as what if an emergency happens? Do I have enough for an emergency and things like that? We don't put ourselves, uh, when it comes to finance, and situ- I used the word the other day, uh, situation awareness and everything because, like I said, I'm retired too, believe it or not, you know, and um, even though I just started another a new job, which got to be at work late on the night because I'm still trying to get used to not being a civilian, so I'm still trying to find that thing that's going to help me, you know, just to stay mental stable because I'm so used to being in the military. But the thing that I have to understand is that, okay, with the with the, uh, the retirement that I have from the military, I have to be wise with that. You know, even though I'm getting it on a regular basis, it's still not, a, I'm getting, it's not like I'm getting a million dollars a month. So I have to be accountable for what I do and everything. So I ain't trying to keep up with the Joneses. I'm trying to keep up with Nate. That's that's my first priority. And, and, and I have to realize that if people don't like it, that's fine. If you don't like what I'm driving, that's fine. But I had to train myself to get that way because the thing about it is when you get in the hole, them same people you're trying to keep up with ain't trying to help you out of that hole. So I, so, so I'm learning right now that I pray every day for financial wisdom and how to make that money stretch and everything. Even if I have an extra $50, that does not mean I need to go to Cheesecake Factory with that extra $50. That means I might need to put that back because I'm going to give you a prime example. I'm going to hush. My starter went out on me last week. Thank God that I had a little something to uh, get my starter replaced because I had just started that job. Now, I was frustrated. I said, hey, I don't got this job now. Paying pretty decent. Yeah, my starter done went out. Look how the devil tried me. Now, I could blame that on the devil if I wanted to, if I would have spun all my substance. The devil didn't do that. I did that. Trying to be high on the dollar. And when I needed now when I needed my car to be repaired, I'm low on the nickel. So <laughs> so I think at the end of the day, you just gotta ask yourself that question. If this gonna cost me in the end, this gonna bite me in the end, can I afford to do this in the end? Thank you, James. And Nate, you are so right. Um I did some self evaluation like Reverend Swift told me to and and Joyce uh, uh you know, I needed to evaluate what is it, what is it something I need or is it something I want and why, where is it going to take me? And mm-hmm. every time you free up some money, it seems very difficult to capture that money. Uh, I've spent another year, uh, it's gone by, you know, again, I use my birthday as my, my physical year. And I've spent another year and I don't have that car payment anymore. Why am I not able to capture that $400 car payment? 
why my my insurance went down? Why am I not able to capture uh, that insurance money? And um, right. I did something different with my health insurance that has saved me that. Why am I not able to capture that? And so we need to find out where we're spending money that has uh, been vacated uh, because bills are no longer being paid. And so we have to question ourselves, that is where our riches lie. That is where our safety net is. But yet we're not guaranteeing our safety and our safety net by capturing those funds that are no longer part of our budget. Uh, D, what is is your thought? Again, you weren't with us yesterday, and you didn't hear the powerful things they said to me to keep me from running to that... uh, to that car lot and picking up that uh, that big truck. You know, I don't drive cars. Anymore. I'm not picking up big truck. So I, that Ford 250, uh, 350, uh, you know, is really key. It's right on my list. And uh, I'm going to try to go another year without doing it. Uh, so uh, why aren't we able to capture those things that we can uh reduce our budget. We can go in and look at our budget and get rid of some things, but we're not able to capture those dollars. Well, good evening, everybody, and uh, sorry I missed you all yesterday. Um, but it is that, uh, that um, you know, I heard you say a lot, and and you mentioned a lot. Um, and, you know, when it comes down to retirement, I think the uh, act of retirement is uh, based on the individual basis. Sorry, y'all. Hold on. Sorry about that. I had car trouble and just got it started. Um, you know, retirement is uh, actually an uh, uh, individual uh, decision. Uh, you know, when the, the word retire, uh, like you want to stop doing something. Uh, you want to, you want to stop. It, it, it takes a lot out of you to retire. Uh, as quiet as that may be kept, it takes a lot out of you. Um, my faction is to have something to go for, or to keep moving for. Um, you know, um, uh, and listening to everything that you said, um, you know, when it comes down to um, leaving something for your daughter. Well, you know, you you can still do that in the way of life insurance. It doesn't have to be your accumulation while you're living. Um, just make sure that your life insurance is adequate and make her the beneficiary. Uh, fourthly, uh, you know, when, when we try to leave something for our kids in, in the hope that our kids will you know, um, be just in their spending and the money that we leave behind, there's no guarantee in that. I've known people in Atlanta, uh, uh, one of which was uh, uh, one of the most prominent um, funeral directors in Atlanta, uh, Sandro Dawson and son, one son. And the son had no intention of falling into bad footsteps. And so, um, so you know, you got to live for the moment. Now, if, if I had a suggestion to, to do about your savings, and and your and your time and your intentions, I would say invest in yourself. 
Mm. If you work as hard, if you work as hard for yourself as you've done for other people, you'll be, you'll be successful. Mm. So I think that the money that you spend in yourself, that's something that you're not going to waste. You're not going to throw that away. Uh, if you would invest in stocks and bonds, you know, there's no guarantee. In that. But my, my, my money is always on me. You know, uh, if I, if I fall or if I fail, and failure just, just, a, just a, it's a layman's term. It, 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 the failure does not have failure is overrated. Okay, let's get that right. Failure is overrated. There is no such thing as failure. If if you got the right mindset, failure is just a a sign to start over again and, and do it right and try it again and get it right the next time. So mm-hmm. that's what what we should I'm be living that. for. Define our passion and live your passion. If if you if you're unsure what your passion is, then you got to find your passion because you want to keep living even after even as you turn sixty, seventy, and eight. You always want to have a reason to keep driving. Um, my dad was a postal worker, and he looked forward to the day of retirement. Well, five years after he retired, uh, he died on the front porch reading newspaper. So we got to have a reason to to keep digging. If if you don't dig, then time and age will catch up with you. And uh, so you don't want them. You don't want that to happen if, if at all possible. Appreciate the show, James. Thank you. Um. Reverend Smith, you know, you people have said that part of working and saving is learning to pay yourself and put a portion of those funds that you work for or given to you away in a place where they can give you longevity. And yesterday uh, was a meaningful conversation about doing what is in your best interest and not allowing yourself to fall prey of the things that you don't have to have. All right. And, and this is a very true. Um, we, we, we do have a tendency to do that as individuals um, because it's somewhat embedded in us to a certain extent because we weren't like the whites. We didn't have all the things that uh, um, that we wanted. And our, our parents fought very hard to give us a lot of things that we got that we definitely did not need. And especially nowadays, we are going overboard with that, too. And it's creating a bunch, bunch, bunch of problems. For us as parents Um, One thing that I'd like to, to, To bring out is this I told my kids And I meant it When I told them this I said I Left myself open And was shot at And everything else For many years I took a lot of junk from people in the church. I took a lot of junk from people out there in my extermination business. I took a lot of junk in the military, all kind of things that I did so that they might have a life and that I might be able to send them to college. Now, 
I hear and I do understand of what a lot of you all are saying. I get it 100%. I, but here's what I told my kids. I said to them, I said, look, I've, I've put you through college. You have the same opportunity or better opportunity now to do better than I have ever done. Don't sit back expecting to get Papa's money, okay? Because Papa's going to enjoy his money, especially when you reach my age. You want to enjoy your own money. Whatever I have left or whatever homes I have or whatever this I got, they welcome to every bit of it. But the thing that I also, you have to really... We got to start doing, we really got to start letting our kids know that we didn't fight all of these years so that you could go to college. You come out, you got an excellent job making 70, 80, 90, 100, maybe more, but you're still waiting on me to die so you can get more of mine so you can throw. No, no, no. If I tell my kids what I'm going to leave them or tell them what to expect, what do you think those kids are going to do? Most kids are going to be slacker than they normally would. Most kids. I'm not saying all kids. Most kids are going to be slacker. But when they feel that they've got a scuffle for themselves, and, James, that's what we were trying to tell you yesterday. Your situation is you don't really have a problem, but your problem is something not from your needs. Your problem is from your desires because Pastor Smith got a new GMC. Wow, big deal. I, I, I got to have me one of them. Look how that thing look. Ooh, that was good. Look inside. Look at it. Who cares? If this was not my last vehicle, I would have kept my avalanche. But I traded my avalanche in on this vehicle, not because I needed it, but because I wanted it, because I knew this was my last go-round. As far as I was concerned, I may live another 30 years, but I don't want now another truck or nothing else. So what you've got to come to the realization is stop laying up everything that you've got. You've done a wonderful job as a father and whatever else, and you've got to realize, too, that, hey, what's going to happen to me? We are forgetting about us. don't know whether your child is going to, I don't know whether my children is going to actually put me in a nursing home or discard me or whatever later on in life. So I'm going to enjoy. But I'm not going to be flugal. I refuse. I'll give it all to charity before I be flugal. But you've got to learn to stop being flugal. That car you got will go from point A to point B. I don't, I've seen a lot of brand new cars and trucks on the highway, and you have too. And you got a 1902, and it's passing them, and they're sitting on the side of the road with the hood. <laughs> That's true, isn't it? 
You sit, they sitting on the side of the road with the hood up, and here you are going right. Because we all know that nowadays a car is only built to last two to three years before you have to have a lot of work done on it. A lot of work mm-hmm. done on that car. Right. So let yourself, James, hold on to that money. Put it into good use. If you want to take a, a vacation, take a vacation, but don't throw it away on a piece of metal, please. Don't throw it away on a piece of metal. And don't don't just lay up all your money waiting on you to die. Not your daughter's not waiting on you to die. You waiting on I hear what I hear in your voice is I'm waiting on to die so my daughter can have it really good. But at the same time, what's gonna to happen to James? Tell it. I know that I know that might sound harsh, but it's reality. It's real. We don't stop and think about stuff like that. I'm just a cold-hearted reality. I'm just a real person myself. I tell it like like my children. I put you through college. All of y'all got good jobs. You better make it. Mm-hmm. That part. Now, I I got a will. I got a will laid up for them. Okay, but they will never know it because I I will not put that out there so that they can be sitting back waiting on Poppy. Poppy, mm-hmm. Poppy is not gonna. You gonna do it, Poppy? So that's it. No, Poppy is not gonna do it. Poppy is not gonna do it. I don't. So, you know. I want my children well, I, to know. Uh, love. I, I heard what you said, and I'm going to um, I'm going I'm gonna try to get through this year, and 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 not um, <laughs> see, James, 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 you keep saying, James, you keep get saying, him, same get thing. Him. Didn't he? Didn't he join? Didn't he? Didn't he say? It? He kept saying it all that yesterday. Yep. I'm gonna get. Yeah. I'm gonna get through this year. <laughs> Yeah. No matter what happens, I'm getting my truck next year. I don't care what. They yeah, say. that's yeah. what you say. Yeah, yeah, that's what he's saying. That's what he's Still saying. saying. Oh. Oh, it's, it's, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I need to do it one step at a time. Let me, let me, George. Let me just share. Let me. Uh, <laughs> the others didn't get an opportunity uh, to hear you. You and uh, Reverend Ziv yesterday, we talking about um, Andre is on the line as well, and we were talking about just, you know, when she talked to me about stop living up with the Joneses and do what it is that you need to do uh, to make yourself financially safe. So what what is uh, living up with the Joneses mean to you, uh, Joyce? Well, I never dealt with that, but it's trying to to spend more than what you really bring it in. That's what it means. But I also would like to touch bases that we all are on a fixed income. Even if you're working, you're on a fixed income, so you know exactly how much your paycheck is going to be. So when you retire, it's the same mindset. We just have to redirect it and do a little tweeting in a different mindset. And listen to what I say, mindset. Because Andre is on a fixed income. I'm on a fixed income, but it's a different type of fixed income. We sit back on our income coming in through the mail 
but they're working on their fixed income, but they got to get where we are. But we all Amen. have been on a fixed income. So there my thing is, is that you got to know how to curtail and, and meet your desire. And once you get our age, James, your whole mindset is going to change because one, one morning you're going to get up and you're going to look right. around and you're going to see nothing but all this material stuff. Hear what I say, stuff, you know. Thank because you, we can live Thank with the we can live with the minimum, but it's stuff. It's stuff that you wanted to do, but your your whole style, your whole mind frame, your whole life changes because half the stuff that I gained getting because I thought mm-hmm. I just like you just had to have it. I'm trying to get rid of it now. I'm serious. Amen. I'm trying to what they call downsize. It's amazing how you 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 flip. So look right. at all this stuff and say, what in the hell I was thinking? Can you imagine? <laughs> you see, so that, that's where we are in life. But you just aren't there yet. But you 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 got to mellow out a little bit more. You get a couple more retirement years underneath you. You know exactly what I'm talking about. You sure you will. You so sure will. it's a whole different mindset. And then that truck, you're gonna kick yourself if you get it. Because I told Amen. you what you do once you get retired. When you get retired, Amen. you don't buy. You you lease. Because that's Amen. where you are in life, too. You see, oh, you can lease a truck. And then you can have a new one every two or three years. And look, I'm a, I'm a retired senior. And and uh, the car salesman told me that. Amen. He didn't have to do it, but he was telling me how white folks do it all along. So I like to share with you as we pass along. So, But we, as a race, we always want to own it. And it takes you four or five years to own it. And by the time you own it, look, you don't get nothing halfway what you deserve to get because you're going to keep it up nice, going to make it look good nice. But when you take Mm -hmm. it in there to trade it in, you ain't gonna get what exactly what you should be getting for. You understand what? And here you are. You're gonna sweat and pay for, it, and don't let that thing break down like you say. It's good for two years, but more than likely your payment is for five years. So you're gonna be doing a payment plus some maintenance fee. So think about all of that. So when you lease, all that stuff is included. All you do is take it in there about for oil change. And the thing that they tell you, make sure that you when your oil changes do. Make sure you do it because if you don't do it at the same time when you're supposed to, then th- that's breaking their contract. But they're going to give you an email and let you know it's time to bring it in. Mm-hmm. we got to start living differently as a senior. So that's what I'm just telling you, you know. But uh, that's where you're, we are. You're right, Joy. All right. Uh, Andre, you brought up this. Uh, and so I just uh, was holding everything down until you got here. So now you – you you wanted to talk about this topic about uh, people trying to live with the don'ts and and not recognizing what's the most important thing. Andre, Andre, <laughs> I don't know what I'm gonna do about Miss Andre. I'm going to take a break, and maybe she'll be on when I come back. Her number is on there. We'll take a break. Right back. Maybe you. you know I love music. And every time I hear something hot, it makes me want to move. It makes me want to have fun. But it's something about this joint right here. This joint right here, it makes me want to let it go. Can't let this thing hold up. Right now, close to what you want to do. Can't let nobody take it 
of the world to take my rightful place among the stars. The woman that does not use the traditional roadmaps to a given place, but create my own destination. I am this woman that maintains her intrinsic beauty in ways not determined by others' thoughts, but by my own sense of uniqueness, my own desire of sexiness and allure. I am this woman designed by my creator to scale the height of the unbounded, allowing my talents to be seen by the masses while inspiring those yet to dream to greatness. I am the mother of the world, deserving the respect of all that walk under the gravity of the earth, igniting the love that exists in all men while being the birthplace of the future. I am this woman. I am this woman that ascends the expectation of the world to take my... Ms. Audrey, are you there? I am. Terrific Tuesday to everyone. I apologize. Time I went to talk, I was on mute, and then my screen went black, so I had to actually turn it off and restart, but... Terrific Tuesday to everyone, and yes, James, um, I did say make sure that you're not trying to keep up with the Joneses. As a matter of fact, for you personally, you don't worry about the Joneses. You just be the Deshay. And in my case, I don't worry about the Joneses. I am the Lewis. So in that, what I mean is that you don't have to worry about comparing yourself to others. Everyone have already said the importance of saving and being able to put your hands on funds when you need it. And the thing of it is, is with an uncertain future as what we have right now, we have to make sure that we are looking out for ourselves. We have a plan. And as it relates to our children, let us teach our children to have a plan. But material things are are not the key. It's always, to me, it's more important to have um, relationships and experiences. So... That's my perspective, but definitely don't try to keep up with the Jones. But, James, I just kind of think that you got um, spring fever. you just itching to get a vehicle and you see other people. But you, you, you beyond that, man, that, that does not define. Nothing that you can purchase defines who you are. So um, you have to realize that, like uh, Joy said, you know, she spent a lot of years gathering things, and, and now those same things that were so important to her, now she's trying to get rid of them because she is. She's in a different place, a different mindset. Well, you know, I have um, thought of myself as a intellectual at times and in control of my expenses. 
but I do realize that this year I need to really work work on capturing the money that I've I've allowed myself to release. Uh, I've all, I've had a eating trade account for years, and every time I put a little bit in there, I'd find a way to go back and um, get it. And so I have a lot of different savings accounts that I'm going to really try to make, uh, allow them to multiply themselves instead of going back and spending money on insignificant things and allowing that money to multiply to, so that I can do things with it that is significant. I do want to travel more, uh, Reverend Smith, and I do want to do things to my home uh, that um, that take it to another level. And so it is important that you uh, that I do have some opportunities. And I do know that there's there are things that we need to uh, refrain from when they're just going to be something that uh, you don't uh, you're really not committed to. And I want all of those of you who are listening to do the same kind of evaluation, self-evaluation, uh, that Reverend Smith has asked me to do uh, related to why do I want that vehicle when um, the one that I have is cranking up every time I go out there uh, and get in it. And so, you know, we have to try to figure out what are the most meaningful things to us and instead of uh, dealing with those things that are just, um, casual uh, things that we want. So, Reverend Smith, what you said to me yesterday and today, you have true meaning, but we want to speak to the wide audience about why African Americans need to put themselves in the best possible position so that they're able to, to handle the bumps that are in the road. Are you there, Reverend Smith? So, Joyce, you know, we, we have to be prepared uh, not to be toppled over by the obstacles that are going to occur because we've spent all of our money on those those small things. James, they may be on, but James, can you hear me? Well, I'm sorry. What yeah, did I you say? Go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Andre, because I did not. I, I'm just back at the phone. I'm sorry, I have to wait. Go ahead, Andre. Oh, I was actually going to flip it a little bit. James earlier was talking about, um, you know, spending and and that type of thing, and and we always talk about, you know, our needs versus our wants. And, you know, sometimes we have um, uh, the impression or perspective of we want things so that we can impress others. So we have to come to realize it's not about impressing others, but being true and happy with yourself and making sure that you are, again, to me, one of the things that's important to me is just being able to leave a legacy, um, you know, for my children and my for my grandchildren and the legacy that I'm talking of, it goes beyond just, you know, things that we would think of as physical things, but 
more importantly, the values, you know, but, you know, making sure that they're believers. Those are the greatest values that I have. And I know that, you know, when we think about from one generation to the next, uh, our parents, um, you know, well, I don't know, you guys may have a different situation, but our parents may not necessarily have been financially uh, wealthy or rich, but I tell you what, I feel that I'm the most blessed person to be uh, placed in a family that I'm placed in because, um, you know, my father, my mother, they just have instilled in us, you know, values of goodness and kindness and love and care and helping others. And um, those are the things to me that I, that I truly cherish. And, you know, scripture tells us that, you know, these things will come and come and go, but eternal, you know, what's important for eternal life is what we have to make sure that we're focused on. So, uh, again, you don't have to get no new car, James, as long as you get uh, from one point to the next and you're maintaining and keeping up that vehicle, it'll, it'll take care of you. I don't know how many hundred thousands of miles that you have on it, but if you're not at the 200,000 mark, then you still got a ways to go. <laughs> well, let me just say to you, one of the things that has instilled in me a desire to uh, maintain uh, the money that I have or get even more is because I feel an obligation to do what my parents did for me and uh, what my grandfather has done for me. One of the things that made life easier for me was I always knew that I'd never be homeless. Uh, there's a home in South Carolina, a house in South Carolina, where the electric uh, is running 24/7, and uh, it's about 90 acres, uh, 70 to 90 acres of land there that our family has. And so I've always known that there's gonna there's a place for me to lay my head. And my mom made that even better by giving me a place that now uh, is on the lake. And so I feel like an obligation when I talk about upgrading my home and doing things to it that makes it even a better place is that it creates a more another opportunity for another Deshae, my daughter, uh, to have a place that she knows will always be hers as well. That would be up to her if she decides to keep it or not keep it. Uh, but it is a nice thing to know that you have something that no one can take away from you because it's been bought and paid for. And that is the way I want to live my life. I don't want to live my life in a fashion uh, that I I just keep drinking out of the well until it's dry and I never have, I never replace what has been there for me. And so I think it's important for all of us to to think about the legacies we're going to live because of the life that we're living, and that it's important for me to still continue to get up every morning and do the kinds of things that are going to make my life better as well as my daughter's life better. And uh, I don't want to leave here anytime soon, Reverend. I really hope that I get to be your age and the age of my aunts and uncles who are now in their 80s uh, because they're continuing to live a nice life. It's not uh, the longevity I want. I want the quality uh, that you've lived and Joyce has lived and those others who've lived 
and 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 know that I'm okay and I'm gonna eat every day, and uh, not squander away uh, not only my legacy uh, but the legacy of my children, uh, my child. And I hope that other Americans understand that. You know, one of the things that made life easy for me is that I didn't didn't create mouths that I couldn't feed. And that's what I think is most important. A lot of times we create mouths that we can't feed, and then everybody is starving. So we have to be real careful about what we create and what position we're in to take care of those people that we create. Uh, so that's one of my thoughts, Reverend Smith, is just being able to uh, share with the audience that's out there, and even young people who are now in college, you know, be careful about the the longevity of the bills that you create. When you create one of those mouths uh, that are always open, it's going to take, eight, you know, they'll be there for 18 or more years. Is that not correct, uh, Reverend Smith? Joyce, I don't think I have him. Are you there? Yes, I am. Well, you're you're right on that. And my my take on everything about life is that you know that it's responsibility, and make sure that you know make sure that you uh, take on the responsibility of what it is that you're getting yourself into. That goes back to planning, how you plan things, and how you. Uh, and it's not budget, it's just spending wisely and uh, doing everything in a manner. And I think we have to pat ourselves on the back, too, as far as where we've come, because a lot of this needs to have been taught, and we're learning it on the fly, and we learn from our ancestors, too. And they did not have the type of training that your businessmen out there have. That's how come they know all the ropes and the, 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 the ins and the outs and survivors. But, you know, we have been raised to own, you know, ownership a lot because, you know, it's so hard to work for, so you just want to own it. So that's how some certain things we have to redirect as to how we look. But I'm so proud of you as far as that, yeah, that is your foundation. My thing is is that make as much improvement to make sure that those foundations, that legacy that was left to you, you wanted that to be in the best of shape when you pass it on to your daughter. That is not material things. That is you're working on the foundation. Make sure that everything is upkept. The air conditioning units are good. The floors are good or whatever. That's the foundation. So you want to make sure that's a foundation because that's how your ancestors gave it to you. I'm proud of you, and I'm proud of the way that you carry yourself and your, your vision as to what you have in store for your family is to keep that name going forward. So, you know, you're on the right track, James, but you're just a little bit, need to be tweaked to the right when it comes to the materialistic things. But on the flip side of that, like uh, Dee was saying, you only live once. So if it's just into you where you know that, and there's nothing wrong with splurging. So if you really got that feel that you want that, that, that vehicle and it really into you like that, I can't tell you not to. Because you know what, <laughs> you're going to make a way. In, in case if anything happened on the background, you're going to make a way to make it happen. So my thing is, is that you are where you are in your life with your birthday and that deep down, just deep down, because you've been dreaming about this thing for the last couple of weeks, talking to us over the phone for the last couple of months, 
to me, that is not going to go away. That's an urge, that's a want, and that's to you, it's a need. So what can I say? Well, you know, as we talk on this uh, show, we have a responsibility uh, to share with people, you know, where we are and what we're doing and how they need to think about the things they're doing. I need you to, we we all know that ultimately uh, these car dealerships are not looking out for our best interest and that the car in and of itself is one of the worst investments in the world. And so I can see the necessity for me to wait for a little, wait a while longer and maybe two or three more years uh, because that $400 that I just uh, finished uh, in, I think it was October or November, uh, paying on that bill before the car got totaled, I need to recapture that money, you know. And sometimes you need to really seriously take into consideration uh, the monies that are being lost through through the cracks. And I want to seal up my crack and um, and capture uh, that money that is leaking out of my budget uh, for a year or two or maybe three years uh, so that I'm in a much better position. But we all need to seal the cracks that are allowing our uh, legacy to escape uh, because there are monies that are we're losing that we don't have to to lose, and I think that's what's most important for me. And I appreciate uh, Joyce, you and Reverend Smith, uh, to bring that to my attention uh, because I think all of us, all people of color, need to seal up those gaps where they're losing funds. And most of the time, the funds you're losing are that twenty dollars and that fifty dollars, or that hundred dollars every month that is not being well spent. Andre, uh, and that we need to uh, then we can do something meaningful with those funds when we capture them and keep them for a while. You're right, James. And while you were talking, I was just thinking that, you know, uh, I had mentioned earlier that sometimes we try to make sure that the perception that others have are of, our, of us is the best and we try to impress them. But also, we have to come to the understanding of based on um, how we were raised, some, sometimes it could occur that the fact that because you didn't have as much and you wasn't exposed to as much, that when you have that opportunity, then you just go to the extreme. That's the reason why sometimes people say these young athletes, they go to, um, you know, economically challenged environment, and all of a sudden they multimillionaires. They haven't had any training. They haven't had an opportunity to do any planning on how to best utilize those funds so that they'll last them truly a lifetime and how they can impact not only their families but also the communities. But, you know, uh, I have to catch myself because, uh, seriously, I, I think I'm almost at the addiction uh, level of spending, 
And it is just like you're saying, it, you know, those that $50 here, that $100 there, that $20 there, oh, man, I see that. I can't let that pass. Not for this price. I can't. Well, in reality, I really could let it pass, but I don't. And then eventually when I get it, again, I don't utilize it as much. Those are uh, means in which I have to come to grips of um, being determined enough to um, stick to the plan, work the plan, and stick to the plan and don't become distracted because we have so many things pulling for our attention, pulling for our funds that we have to stay focused. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Uh, Regina, uh, I see you just came in and we're talking about uh, putting ourselves in a position uh, to uh, get more from what it is that we're earning or more from what uh, is given to us. And we are, you know, our desire across America uh, to keep up with the Joneses. Uh, and how do we uh, pass that on to young people? You're still in the classroom about how to be able to maximize their lives through their careers uh, without feeling as though they have to keep up with the Joneses. Good evening. Um, he... Yeah, I can. <laughs> I don't. I guess I'm all. James is always asking me something in reference to to still being in the classroom, but a lot of times I'd rather I use my personal experience to try to help the classroom. I have the opportunity to plan a literacy night, and as a part of that literacy night. I am having a financial literacy portion of Literacy Night. I'm also, and it's inviting people that I know and I've had experience with to share their knowledge. Um, also, a, a person who's going to come in and talk to people about overcoming obstacles and and making sure that their families are good. And I put quotations around the word good, so that means you don't necessarily have to keep up with the Joneses for you to enjoy your family. Find economically stable ways to enjoy your family. Um, take a walk on the by the lake. Look at the beautiful water instead of, you know, going and spending $20 per person at a recreational complex where you're jumping on trampolines all the time. These are the ways that I try to empower my students and my students' families anytime I get an opportunity. And then I have to think also, am I being true? Do I have to go out and get the newest car because my friend has it? Do I have to go out and and buy a house or get an apartment in a complex that I cannot even afford. But I'm living paycheck to paycheck just to just to um afford those things. And I stopped doing that a long time ago. A long time ago. I can't yeah. live for the Joneses. I I, right. I just I just can't. That's yeah, right. it it we have to f- figure out what is meaningful to us and what we're yes. willing to sacrifice for it. Um, you know, uh, part of Reverend Sib, we talk about, you know, our 
our creator saying, if he will provide for the Pharaoh, how much more will he provide for us? Well, but a lot of times we have to be able to witness and understand that which is a, we, we are allowing to escape through the holes of our budget. And we not recognizing it and, and wondering and saying, why am I not living better? That is so true, James. See, what most people fail to understand a lot of times and when we go when now that we're into the biblical style of it is that we are actually stewards. Nothing that we own belongs to us anyway. And God expects us to be good stewards of his money. Of his, of his, of his, of our time, of everything that he gives to us, the breath that we breathe, and everything, God intends for us to be good stewards. And you know, stewards are the people that take care of of all of the uh, uh, materialistic things and the monetary things of of a king and and other places. So we we are not good stewards because, like you said, we are trying to keep up. With somebody else, if you if you remember the parable of the of the man and who this is told all the time about where he was given uh, one was given three talents, another was given two, another one was given one. Well, they were given five, three, and two, or one. But the whole thing of it is, is that the one who had five, he doubled his. The one who had three, he doubled his. But the one who got one. He took that one and buried it, and then he told his boss when he came back, he said, look, I know what kind of person you are, how you be taking stuff from other folks. That's what he was saying, and now you want me to. So I made sure that I kept what you gave me so you will at least have that when you come back. So he took that which he had and gave it to the one who doubled his with five. So that's what we fail to understand about our lives. Our life is not ours, and you're talking about the sparrow. It doesn't. Nothing that we do belongs to us. But we take ours. We take the time to pretend that we own this. And one thing that you know for sure: all the money I got, all the money any of us on this line got right now, something can happen, and we will be dead broke tomorrow. Amen. That's something that we fail to realize. We can be dead broke tomorrow. The stock market, the the economy, whatever the situation may be. So you have to be very cool with your money. Let's put it let's put it down in that kind of term. You have to be cool with your money. You have to be cool with your time. And if you think that by spending money and not giving God some of your time that you're going to be able to uh, uh, progress, you're not going to progress. Because if you're not giving God some of your time, God's going to get his one way or the other. So we need to think about those things. If you think that a a house, uh, I think that my, my car, of whatever I'm getting is more important than God, then that's when I realize that's why I start having so much problems. 
But the moment that I came to the conclusion that what I had didn't belong to me, then I realized all of a sudden, now, wow, I got this thing. And God began to bless me over and over and over again. So that's what you got to do is stop worrying about the Joneses. The Joneses, you don't know what the Joneses actually got. The, that car they just got or that house they just got may not have no furniture. The car they might be sleeping in it. The only purpose we can do is worry about ourselves. Let me go uh, take a break and we'll come back and give everyone a final thought.
where your voice can be heard loud and clear. Sunday, Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time and Sunday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Call in at 657-383-0309 so that you can have an opportunity to share your thoughts beyond a couple of blocks. Uh, Regina, what is your final thought for this evening? Um, my, my radio family, my final thoughts as we close are based on a situation that I'm encountering now. But I want to say that a person should, and I'm watching this happen, uh, a person should never base their happiness or a person should never build their happiness off of somebody else's wealth. In other words, living trying to live like the Joneses, and that right. making you happy going out and buying stuff like so that you can have the big house, the dog, the fence, and the 1.2 children. <laughs> and a husband, regardless of what type of husband he is, because that is what you think, perceive you should be having. Um, a, a lot of teachers or educators, regardless of, you never know what go, what's going on behind the doors, but they stay in those situations so that they can keep the house, keep the car, keep the the high standard of living, regardless Mm -hmm. of what's going on behind the doors. Don't build your wealth off of somebody else's perception of what you should have. Amen. All right. Uh, Andre, your final thought this evening? Well, Regina, let me just say that was well received. That That is just powerful. And uh, I think I was the one that initiated this Jones thing. So let me just say this as my final word. I'm not worried about the Jones. I am. And then you feel in your last name. And you feel in your last name because let it be known that you, the individual person, is the most important person, not the perception of others. And like you say, right. not trying to live up to someone else's standards. So instead mm-hmm. of saying I'm keeping up with the Joneses, you say forget the Joneses. I am. <laughs> and then you, you fill in your name. Now that's my final word for the night, Jane. That's powerful. I'm keeping up with the Williams. <laughs> That's right. There you go. There you go. There you go. Well said. All right. Uh, George, your final thought this evening? Well, I would like to say, uh, Regina, I I, I understand what you're saying because I'm looking uh, every day at our first lady, and to me, she's in misery, and she's the split image of what you're indicating. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, to me, you and she in prison. You and and, and it's all over her face, and and, and I wish her well because she's sick now. And sometimes when you do that, you know, uh, it, it's not worth it. You know, because Amen. you're not living. You 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 in prison, and my heart goes out. And 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 you can look at the top how misery it can be. That's I it. I think she went to the hospital on purpose. 